As much of the hatred that I have for Roman Reigns, I never thought that I would have started this fucking podcast with his music. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sons of Flip Radio. My name is Thomas Lisi. When your co-host is always joined with the most handsome man in the room, Alex Drayton. Alex, what's going on? I don't know, man. I might lose that title today. You came here with an Undertaker mohawk. On. Yeah. You have that uh, like little curly Q thing. You look like a Brillo pad on top. Yeah, I decided to shave my head into a mohawk for a couple of reasons. One, I'm losing my hair. Going, very, uh, that's almost like very uh, Baron Corbin of you. Yeah. I'm waiting um, to come well, see, next it's week not, to record. It's, and it's have not like so much TGIF the receding hairline. Thing on. It's more of like balding in the back but not going gray. And then I went to Christine's little cosmetology school in the garage. She shaved it down. <laughs> Christine cosmetology. <laughs> she was like, this is a two. Is it too short? I'm like, no, it's not short enough. So she took like the blade off, and she was just like, Wear. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, oh. we can't go any shorter than that. <laughs> so you're saying she went, Wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wear out. Wear out. Now, I'm trying to think. Oh, I don't know. How I many think. episodes have I said that I hate Roman Reigns? At least maybe five or six. A couple of them. Yeah. You know, it, it's just because he got you know pushed down your throat. Super Cena Part Two. I guess you can say that. But after a new set of teeth and new manager, um, I, I gotta say that I'm digging this this guy now. I mean, it was such a small sample. Well, thank God we're recording this because I literally heard you just say the words I don't think I'd ever hear you say. I know. Wow. It's Heyman. Heyman does it. Look at you. You're blushing. Heyman does it, right? What do you think of him and Heyman? It's like too perfect of a match. I'm just waiting for them to fuck it up. That promo, and I texted you because I think you were were out to dinner, I think. Correct. And I was like, are you watching this right now? I went to the Colts Neck Inn, by the way, which is awesome. You should check that out. They have a great steak. Yeah. We were eating outside. It was pretty good. They should sponsor us. You think they would sponsor us? <laughs> Meaty steak. <laughs> Why am I getting New York strips delivered to the back of my house? All right. Great. That and we can film an episode live I wanna, from the Coast I, wanna, <laughs> I do want to buy a strip steak and smoke it. But, you know, that's like 20 pounds of meat. So I'm okay. Help. I'm down. We can have a Sunset for Birdio smokehouse S- event. A smoke off? A smoke off. You're going to help me smoke <laughs> off? <laughs> I thought when I texted you... I texted you that in the beginning of the promo. Yeah, because the, the show started with the promo. That promo that Paul Heyman gave, obviously, it was the top of the dome. That's what he does. But he... It was tough. Yeah. He was actually the one that came up with the ending for the payback match for the promo and for him coming into the ring at SummerSlam. That was all Paul Heyman's idea. Okay. So now we can say that Paul Heyman has a creative hand in the pot on SmackDown. Yeah, because he, he likes what he's doing here, you know, like um with Roman. You know, when you put, it's like with anything we do, when you're super invested, like this podcast, right? Yeah. We're putting a lot of time into it. We're invested into it. We're just struggling podcasters. We're struggling podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to get our meat delivery. Waiting to get our meat steaks. Yeah. Um, but Someone when you invest us, time please. into some, yeah, please, please. Um, when you invest time into something and you care about it, then mm-hmm. you're gonna put a little bit more effort, and it clearly shows. Now it's like, here's a double-edged sword. You came on, and you're like, I hated Roman Reigns. Now I love him. It's not, I don't love only... him. I don't love him. All right, for lack of a better word, I'm starting to appreciate him as a overall character and personality in professional wrestling. Is that? Because of Paul Heyman, absolutely, is that the Paul Heyman effect. Yeah, so it's like I think it's, him, I think it's a little bit of both. I think I, I love his de- 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 demeanor as a heel. Yeah, 
I think he works ten times better as a heel than a face. It's easier for him, I think, to yeah. do it. Because when he's a face, he has to carry himself. I mean, granted, if you take, even take Heyman out of the equation, his promos as a heel don't have to be as lengthy or as wordy as being a face. Yes. You know, talking about the typical face promo with heel. I'm going to beat you, adversity, determination, uh, pride, grit, yeah. whatever you want to say. Great. You slipped that in there, <laughs> I did. son of a bitch. I did. But, like, this is a different side of Roman Reigns, and I really appreciate what Paul Heyman is trying to do with him and on SmackDown in general. Like, the yeah. entire episode of SmackDown, in my opinion, has it, been the best one in years. Yeah, it had a lot of continuity. It did. And, like, a great flow to the show. Mm-hmm. It did. Between, I mean, there was only, like, four moments, if you really think about it. It was yeah. Roman's uh, promo and his spectacular mic work by Heyman. Right. It was Bailey beating the shit out of Sasha. Which I didn't see that coming. I actually was falling asleep when I went to rewatch it when I got home. And whatever was going on right before the turn kind of woke me out of my sleep. And I seen it. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, she really... She really gave her the business. She did. That that actually put Bailey in a whole nother level for heels because she was kind of laying a little bit flat here. Yeah. And now she just stepped it up. I mean, I just think that her stuff is just getting too repetitive, too typical. Her and Sasha just... She was also falling into the same pitfalls that her old character was. Yes. But now as a heel. Yeah, exactly. You know? So she was going, you know, down in a sense. So, and now she's picking it back up. I think it's really good, and I think we're really going to get some heat to this feud. I think Sasha, if they do it right, Sasha shouldn't go over for many pay-per-views. I don't even think she's going to be around for a little bit. She won't Ideally, be around for a month. She won't I, be a Night of Champions or Clash or whatever, Gold Rush. Oh, uh, yeah, champions. Um, You know what? I was thinking about that before I came over here because I was like, okay, either she pops in. She's off TV for about two weeks or so, or she doesn't come back until maybe Hell in a Cell. December, December, isn't that December? No, Hell in Cell is October. October because they it's like Halloween. Extreme rules isn't no, no. You have TLC. TLC is in December. I get fucking confused. I mean, listen, if if they're gonna give her another couple months off, okay. You have to. I mean, you gotta sell the story too. Yeah, you do. Uh, I I mean, mean, how much? Well, if you really think about the story, how much do you really need to sell it? Because I mean, it's been planted. There's that they've had history, whether it was from NXT, they brought it up to the main roster, and now they got back together, and now it's kind of like the same stuff that they had I in think NXT. Their feud, their their upcoming feud that we're about to see, I think, is a many years in the making. Most yeah. recently, we've seen a lot of it, a lot of little subtle like living in the shadows, of living one of them. lurking in the shadows, kind of side eyes, kind of like no response when they're being interviewed after the other one um, during promos. You know, you you hear that tension or you feel it there. And then yeah. they come back together. You know what I mean? So like you knew everybody knew it. We just didn't know when. But they've been setting something up, which they don't do often. So they really are vested in this one feud um, that I hope that they pay off. And they've taken the time to think out when they're going to pay it off. Ideally, all great payoffs are for WrestleMania. But That's in a today's long world, push. thank you. Eight it, months. It's a long time away. It's a long time. And, like, if we've been watching wrestling for years, and, like. Or, like you said, they, they here here's what could happen. Sasha goes bye-bye for a little bit. Bailey runs rampant, whatever. Still the women's champ. 
Maybe she loses it. Maybe she doesn't. It depends on what you think could happen. Sasha's surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble wins, she wins it, it and challenges Bailey. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen it, but it it would work again. That's great storytelling because, like, if you look at this program, like we've been watching wrestling for a while, and like we know the subtle movements, and we know, you know, when they're walking down the ramp together as a tag team champion, she's glancing at the, the title, belt. the belt. It's like all that small ones lurking back a yeah. couple steps, watching. Yeah. It's the things that a lot of people don't pick up on. They're but called tells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you've seen it so many times, so do I. See, now, if you look at the Royal Rumble winners, it was, it was Oscar, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. Correct. So, uh, oh wow. If you really got to think about this, mm-hmm. it's either going to be. I mean, it could be Bailey or it could be Sasha next to win. You I got think. a four horse woman thing. Yeah, Oscar's the outlier. Yeah, I think the other reason why she won that Royal Rumble is because she was just on that hot streak. And just the timing of everything played well together. It was it was the right decision. It was for her to win because she was unstoppable until she lost her wrong, to Charlotte Reigns. B- <laughs> wrong booking decision because yeah. I was there and people were like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, it was a shock and awe moment. It really that, was. It was the only one you got other than the, the well, Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah, because, because everybody thought Brock Lesnar had a he was going to UFC. Yeah, everybody knew on, when that match started, people were like, Fuck you. They were screaming, man. The Superdome was hot. That was hot. And they definitely played that town like a stinking fiddle. You ever watch Batman for, was it forever? No, no. And that's the shitty one with a uh, homeboy. No, no. Uh, the second Batman. Oh, with Batman 2. No. Yeah. I like Batman forever. Yeah. That was all right. Oh, Val Kilmer was a shitty Batman. You, you thought so? He was all right. I liked him better than George Clooney. Oh, oh and Batman and Robin. Bat nipples. No, no, no. Yeah. No bat nipples. All I like Val yeah, Kilmer. You know That's a Val Kilmer had the voice. He did. He had the jaw. You got to have a jaw for it. I like Tommy Lee Jones as the two-faced. It was just comical more. Yeah. It was more comical it's than campy. anything else. Yeah. yeah. And then you had to throw Jim Carrey in because he was the hottest guy at the time and then playing the heel. Oh, yeah. The Riddler is, is perfect for him. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. But bringing that back to wrestling. <laughs> back to the art and sport of professional wrestling. <clears throat> um, I played this town like a stinking fiddle. Was that from? That's what he, that's what the penguin said. He played it. Batman played it on a loop oh, okay. while he was trying to win his uh, mayoral campaign, and um, he dubbed over um, some audio and kept playing it and stuff. Yeah, okay. and just things I remember. Shinfo, shitty information. <laughs> Do I? Ever, I don't think I've ever saw. I I probably seen Batman too. Electric but... Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I probably seen it, but I don't remember it. Batman Returns. Batman Returns, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was when Michael Keaton was the Batman. That's the 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 only Batman I'll fight anybody. Adam West. <sighs> He's a TV show Batman. He's a TV show Batman. Michael Keaton's Batman. You ever see the thing where what Michael Keaton Chris gives the com- uh, commencement speech for like whatever college, and then he's like, I'll leave you with these two words. He's like, I'm Batman. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I like Christian Bale. Yeah, he was good too. I mean, The Dark Knight's a really good movie. Oh yeah, like The Dark Knight Rises was okay, but The Dark Knight was really good. I mean that that movie's good because of Heath Ledger. Yeah, and the whole Joker joke, Biggie, kind of coming into the same sentence. Maybe mm. what's up with him? <laughs> oh, for you, you hate Biggie. Well, I didn't actually see that coming. That actually caught me off guard because I was kind of pumped for it because I, I kind of assumed Biggie would win i think you and i might have talked about it last week briefly with like oh he's gonna kind of get hot shotted into this feud 
and now they just steered clear of it and prolonged it for a couple months. So Roman's going to get a couple W's under his belt. Going over on his cousin. Now, like... That's tough. So, I mean, he's going to go over on his cousin, right? Hard. Uh, like he's going to beat the... Well, he, hold on. Let me f- rephrase that. That sounds weird. He's going to beat the shit out of... Who's he, it, Jay or Jimmy? One of the two. Jay. He's going to win. And down the line, Jay or Jimmy is going to turn and probably join up with him. So the bloodlines tur- will be a stable. Finally. And you know yeah. that's what Paul's wanted. You know it. Yeah. You put the Usos with Roman. That's strong. We, dude, it's it's again written on the wall. It's been kind of teased. They teased the WWE bag a bit. has to dive into the stables because I mean we have the Hurt business, which gained another member in Cedric, Undisputed Era. If I you, like the Hurt business. So do I. I. Really do. If you like, if if the Usos join Roman, there's another stable. And then I guess, well, we gotta call Retribution a stable because they yeah. are a group of more than three. Correct. More than three. Three is a group, four is a stable. Yeah. And we still don't know who they are. Slash faction. Yeah. Um, five is a faction because five FF. Yeah. There you go. One of them is definitely Dijakovic. The other one, they're talking about the women, Mercedes Martinez. I think it's Mercedes and Mia Yim. Okay. And the three guys, Dominic, Dijakovic. There's talks of Mojo Raleigh, which is really weird. Ugh. And I don't even know who the other guy. If it's Dio Madden, that's just the most random group of people ever. You want to bury something before it even starts. The yeah. women in that group, the I women like make than the, the women make more sense. I mean, I like Dijakovic. Oh yeah, so do I. On his own, he would have been fine. Yeah, he's just a beast. Yeah, he's really cool. Yeah, I like him. He's really cool. But move set. He's a big dude. He can do a lot of stuff that one wouldn't think that guy that tall yeah. should be able to do. Like the thing with Biggie. No, like back to Biggie. Yeah, so Sheamus crushed him on the car windshield, right? Yeah, that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be a program now. I think that's gonna stretch for a little bit, and maybe you'll see Biggie come out and cost Sheamus one of his matches as retribution, no pun intended. And then we're gonna get a, a feud with them, which is perfectly fine because you don't, in my opinion, you don't want to throw Biggie into a title match or title contention right away after riding the high of being a member of the New Day for so long. I think Biggie, we're in a very long haul for him. It's a marathon with him. It's a marathon. Oh, great. Great yeah, phrase. Because it's a marathon. Roman was a sprint shows, because they yeah, needed it. Mar- I think Big it clearly shows because of where they went last Friday and they chose to prolong things and, and um, draw it out. That kind of told me, I was like, okay, they're going to go there, but it just ain't his time. So they're going to just make us, you know, the, the fastest way to two points is, is straight. Yeah, they're gonna make us kind of go walk around a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's good for him to build up his character overall. Yeah, I think that he has get to get wins, get important yeah. wins, lose a couple, lose a couple, but get good match, good wins. Right. Um, have a great showing at like the Royal Rumble. Not win it, but be be maybe the final, final four. four. Yeah, maybe final five. Um, do be in Survivor Series, represent the SmackDown team if they're gonna do it like that. Have him maybe be a winning member of the team yeah. or making it close to the very end. Those small little impacts on his the beginning of his singles career, I think, will give him the confidence and the boost with the fans. Because yeah. the fans are, are saying now, hey, he was in the New Day. 
He's a former eight-time tag team champion. He should be automatically in the Intercontinental World. That's not how it works. Yeah. Because, like, right now. In a perfect world? Yeah, yeah, probably. But, like, the only reason why I think one of the Usos, I think it's Jimmy or Jim, whichever one, is in this match. I think it's to further push the character of, of Reigns being a heel. Yeah. That's the only reason why they're in it. Yeah. Because you're bringing the family in. now, So now you're going to gather that heat. By taking out your family member, and he's gonna beat not, the living shit out of him, and not okay. caring what the hell you do yeah. to him. He's gonna, that's, he's gonna, yeah, he's getting the cheapest heat as possible. It's gonna be a fast match. He's gonna beat the crap out of him probably after the bell. Yeah, and he's gonna get that much heat with the fans now. Like this is gonna be his first full showing as a, as a fully heel. Like he did come out with with Heyman, but like you didn't know what was up in the payback match for the triple yeah, threat yeah but like now like this is this is him now right so like does a fiend come into this at all no he doesn't um i don't think he's gonna affect this match maybe I think he would have well, you know we'll get there but i i think maybe he'll show up at Friday. the end but i mean on friday they're debuting a new character and apparently they trademarked the, the uh the name wobbly walrus so it's going to be another puppet in the firefly fun house he's debuting another character he said Okay. So Jerry Lawler called Paul Heyman a walrus a couple times. So maybe that's <laughs> why. So if it's wobbly walrus, it's going to be a character poking fun at Paul Heyman because he's part of Roman Reigns now. But Too bad they didn't just do piggy dangerously. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's actually really good. Um, yeah. I just Piggy cautiously. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that I just hope that Bray and his character doesn't get lost in the shuffle because there is going to be a long time booking with them too, Roman and the Fiend. I think because they want to make the Fiend one of the top baby faces on on SmackDown. Right, as long as the draft doesn't happen either. Yeah. you know we're there. You know, there's rumblings that that's going to happen between this next pay per view and Hell in a Cell, which is in October. So you know, I'm curious to see what happens there. The roster will get shaken up, as they always say, and like, what's going to happen? You're going to get new feuds, you know. People we're talking about right now is it in vain because they're going to get switched over to, to the other brand, or what the hell's going to happen? Who's going to come up? Who's going to go here? Who's going to go there? And, and whatever, or who's just going to stay put? I don't know if anyone's going to come up right now because if you, you really think about it, up. yeah, there were a lot of people up, and then like, there's have five. Well, yeah, I guess well, five, maybe four. Take, I mean, in retribution, you, you, yeah, Keith Lee. Uh, that's it. But so, uh, I still think the undisputed era is gonna stay down for a little bit. Yeah, I'm curious to see what's happening because uh, NXT was was crazy. I'm curious to see what yesterday what so. they do with Cole now. Yeah, because he had a, like a pseudo face turn thing yeah, yesterday. He threw, you know he what he I mean? threw up the too sweet. The yeah, well, he club. did that last week too. Yeah. And but if anybody throws up the too sweet, you got to too sweet him. Yeah. You know. Like, so who's gonna face Finn Balor? I don't know. Oh yeah, too sweet. Too sweet. <laughs> um, we just threw it up. Uh, it's I don't know. Yeah, I mean we know who will eventually when he comes back carrying cross. Oh but, yeah, that's I like him. Um, and that should be a good match if Balor kind of plays this middle ground with his character, like he's just like a badass, but he's not heel. He's not quite face either. He's just like right there. You know that that could be really good. Tweener. A tweener, thank you. Yeah, I think it'd be really good. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see with that. 
I just thought that SmackDown overall from beginning to end was just very good. Um, the uh, matches Alexa were good. Bliss, we got to talk about with her hair and, and uh, Bray Wyatt. Well, you saw, the pu- another... you saw the you saw the puppet behind them, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, rambling rabbit. rabbit. Yep. So what does that mean? Normally, when you see the puppets, you see Br- you see the fiends atmosphere. So right. it's just a time right in the wheelhouse. Yeah, it's yeah. it's right in the wheelhouse of her joining Bray Wyatt. And I'm all, all I'm all for it. I'm, I'm all for it. it. She needs something to do with her character because. She She's was kind of stale. stale. I mean, when she... Dude, she was hot. She still she is. is. <laughs> um, no, no. Like, when she came up, man, they strapped a rock. They strapped she was the last pick her. of the draft, I remember. Yes. And then she got yeah. called up. Yeah. She beat Becky Lynch in a tables match at mm-hmm. Extreme Rules so for the win. SmackDown yeah. Women's title. Then she went to Bra, wins that. Then She's she wins Money in the Bank. champion, yeah. right? Then she becomes a two-time women's tag team champion, and like when she had like a moment of bliss, like that was like the. And like I remember, she didn't wrestle for a little bit either. She didn't. She yeah, it was it was a couple months where she didn't. It was odd. And she came back at the Royal Rumble. Yep. Because uh, remember we remember my brother-in-law had that thing for the belt. Yeah. The, yep. The, we, um, everybody got a number. Yes. The, yeah. The monkey and I, something. Around. Yeah. Yeah. The, the raffle. Uh, raffle, yeah. And I got Alexa Bliss, and I was like, oh, she's going to win it, and then she lost. But um, no. Yeah, she, didn't you get Kurt Angle for the men? I you did. Kurt Angle. I did. And like four. Somebody else. Yeah, I got Kurt Angle. And, yeah, whoever came in at four. Which it, was was, Kurt, it was Kurt Angle. It was Kurt Angle. It was, was supposed like, to be oh, Zack Ryder, but they gave it to Kurt Angle. So I got Kurt Angle and Alexa Bliss, and I both lost. But um, no, I think her character, she needed something because like – when she's doing a moment of bliss, it's like, okay. But, like, I think that she's very good on the mic. Her personality is good. I think that she can play the, the, the face and heel role well. And her, this new character of her, which is like a Harley Quinn kind of psychotic. Not it psychotic, does, but, It does like, kind of go back to her look where she dressed as her when, you know, Harley yeah. Quinn was kind of hot and... and pop culture and stuff so yeah it's it's, it's gonna be good i mean she's she's gonna join the fiend i think and that should be fun that should be interesting though maybe she could imagine like her as like with the makeup and everything and she has like her own mask and shit like that i th- thought there was like somebody had a fake picture or something i seen something like that yeah with her with the with the um the face paint on yeah that's what it yeah. Was, yeah and i mean what does that do to nikki cross's character not really much because She's not doing much. I think she's just there to support the story of Alexa Bliss right now. Right. That's, so that's all it is. I mean, like, if you look at what they're doing right now, they're using superstars to tell stories to further pe- other people's storylines. Uso, Cross, wh- whoever it is, it doesn't really matter. That's what they're doing right now, which is smart. I mean, you're giving people attention and time, but at the same time, you're building storylines. You're building personalities for these new characters. If you look at these two characters we just said, Roman Reigns and Alexa Bliss... They have, they're both they have going new into angles, new angles, though. and they're yeah. both going to new gimmicks, I guess you can say. People who have been here for a while, old people, new new look. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the look that the look that Roman's doing is is like this. Think what, he's going to put the chest protector back on? No, I think he's have a new outfit. Okay, I'm about it. Um, it's due to he's due to drop that. Like personally, he doesn't need to. He's got all these tattoos and stuff. He's I think I think he, I think he's going to go shirtless. Do I think with he's? The, I think he's gonna go shirtless, but with the pants. Yeah, I'm gonna go shirtless with the pants. That works. Yeah, it that does. actually works. <clears throat> and um, 
What what did Paul Heyman call him? Not oh, not the big it. dog. No, the Samoan. No, something. The chief. He called him the a chief. Tri- chief the of the tri- tribe. Chief. Tribal, yeah, chief. tribal chief. Which is cool. And then he's not an advocate now. He is something else, and it's it's not right it's now. not a manager. No, it's, it's not an advocate. Good. It's a something. It's not a prediction. It's no, a spoiler. <laughs> it's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. I gotta think. Nah, but I'm really looking forward to SmackDown. And like, I think having Paul Heyman on SmackDown automatically made an impression on Raw because we looked at Raw the other day, two days ago. Because this is Wednesday, what the ninth today? Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at the Raw from the other day, booty. It was pretty bad. Ass daddy. They uh they announced a lot of matches probably thirty minutes before it actually went on air, which they normally don't do. Because I think what happened was the script wasn't finalized by McMahon or he didn't look at it. And like if you look at the pattern of that episode, it was a lot of repetitive characters. Like you had the whole Hurt Business wrestle one match. Yeah. When Cedric turned and they had another match and then they called it early because Ivar got hurt legitimately. Yeah. And then the main event was was Dominic Mysterio against Murphy. And then it went off air. I didn't expect that. I thought something else was going to happen. Something well, when good. they beat the crap out of Murphy? Yeah. And it was lame. Yeah. It was lame. No Seth Rollins. Nope. I mean, the Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre thing was cool because he got three kicks and he gave him three... Um, there were three punts. Not three he literally kicks. gave him a receipt for everything that yeah. he got back. So, yeah, that, that was the only thing they're that making, lingered. They're making him to be like a... They're pushing him the hard. The only storylines that pushing have made McIntyre sense. really yeah. hard. Like, really hard. Randy Orton has been involved in anything that has been continuous since, uh, what, about January, right? Yeah. Like February, since January. The Rumble. He's the only one who's had a consistent storyline. Whether it's with Edge or Drew McIntyre. That McIntyre's. has gone through the whole show. It's not just, like, one segment or whatever. There's different spots and, and different, um, different levels to it every show in more than one segment. He's the only one consistently. So if you're in a program with Randy right now, you are getting the all-star treatment. Yeah. Anybody who comes in. He, if you get the rub from Randy right now, you're really getting a lot of airs. And I guess you can say also Keith Lee. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I read that I love he, that he tried to RKO him, and he couldn't because it's just girth. <laughs> His neck he's was a so big massive. dude, he's yeah. A big boy. And then, like, I read an article that that's Keith Lee. That's a huge Lee, bitch. <laughs> he's thick. Um. I read an article that Keith Lee was really upset with Drew McIntyre that he came out and cost him the match. And then... Like like kayfabe? Kind of. And then, because I know that he he may want, or he, meaning VKM, may want to turn him heel. May turn may want to turn Lee heel. I got that from the first, when he, um, he debuted. I got that impression. Like, that's where they were going. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Do I see Keith Lee as being a heel? No, be a month? I, I don't. I don't personally see him ever as a heel. No. He doesn't have that in him. You know, that oof, that something extra. It, it, it would just be the same promo over and over. Because, yeah. like, when he does the promos and he gets, like, really mad, he comes off as being, like, this really tough guy. Like, as a heel, that's fine because he, like, he le- he's kind of very well-spoken and he leads into that. Yes, but like correct. as a heel, like what is he gonna like? What is he gonna do? You can't be. Well, I mean, you can be. That's just when you do that as a heel, you're arrogant. Yeah, you and we already have that in Seth Rollins. We have that in Murphy. We have that in. We're preachy, and yes, yeah, we have that in Seth, right? And we, we're starting to see that in Aleister Black, who is just 
He got demoted to Raw Underground, and like Kevin Owens is in the Cesaro. Kevin Owens is in the Cesaro category of a couple months he ago. He dropped a, a a good promo on Raw Talk. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I, didn't, I haven't watched one episode of Raw Talk. Well, you got to go onto the network. Network, yeah. Cheap plug. <laughs> the free network too. You can do. Yeah. Like and like when when Cesaro was in that lull of what to do with him, and he was just. Getting thrown in with random matches and didn't know what to do. This is kind of like what they're doing well, here we with go. Kevin Owens. Another, well, he's doing it again. They got the brand to brand invitation. Well, they're gonna they're gonna unify the tag team belts. They are. Yeah, yeah? they're going to. You said you read something about it. Or? Yeah, I did. They're going to. That's well, their plan down the road. What's the reasoning? I think it's because the tag team belts. division is too stale. I think it's too thin. There's not enough teams. Correct. So if you really look at the not teams, teams, not just people too fucking thrown yeah. together. Yeah, like if you look, if you look at the teams, there's there's profits. The Raiders are hurt. They got rid of AOP. If that's the case, well, I mean, they technically already do that with um, the Raw Women's Champion, uh, yeah, tag team champion. So that works. But again, it proves it works because you can go between shows. Mm-hmm. It keeps everything fresh. I think that it's going to be good. They need to give NXT. I, I'm waiting for somebody in NXT to win the championships, and then we kind of change it. Now you really feel like everybody can win it. Oh, the tag teams? Yeah. 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 Because what they've been doing, like like you mentioned uh, last week, is you just take two people together, and then they're now a tag team. Did like, it. you never saw... Okay, like, no. if we're talking from the golden era, you've never seen that. All the golden era tag teams from back in the day had names like the street, like the how the matching street profits have gear. now, matching right. gear. Like right, the, the street Rockers. profits, yeah, and the Viking Raiders. I think are the only two that I can think of. Lucha House Party. Uh, yeah, I guess they're so, a tag been, team. Yeah. No, they're a tag team. And the Usos, but they're not. Yeah, right, right now. Uh, the New Day, the yeah. Forgotten Sons, or still forgotten. forgotten. They're actually forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Like, like legit tag team. Yeah, it's that's just it's so different from back in the day because back in the day the tag team division had not just better tag teams, better wrestling, but the whole tag team team names mm-hmm. together had so much more of an impression as it is now. Yeah, that's what's missing, I think, with this whole division. I kind of feel like the tag team, especially the women's tag team division, is kind of getting swept under the rug. It, it was at one point, like when the Iconics had the belt and they like, didn't do anything with it, you kind of forgot about them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then they lost to who? The, who did they lose to? They lost to um, Bliss. Yes. Yeah. And then Kabuki that was War. The first yeah. Time they won, yes. Yeah. So we'll see what they do with the tag team belts. I just hope that that it's they're they're smart with it. Yeah. It's going to be good with Cesaro and Nakamura against Street Profits, though. Yeah. And since you mentioned it, can we talk about that the Iconics are no more? That hurt my heart. Yeah. That hurt my heart. That hurt my heart. Because then they can't both do the Iconic yeah. thing anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I just like that part of the song. I, I love it. I love those And then they together. both came out with really bad music. Like They they did. The past. Oh, my God. Between the Iconics and Keith Lee and... Like I'm waiting to hear what Retribution's music is when they debut with music, um, but it's oh just God, it's like that it it's like the generic like rock stuff you hear on like a app that you can well, a- upload I mean, music it, for free on. Well, not to make fun of what's actually been keeping us together, it's uh, GarageBand, but it's like they made yeah. the songs on GarageBand. Yeah. 
That's that's a nice plug for garage. We use GarageBand to to record right. every week out there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we appreciate you listening to our last episode where we had uh, Jeff Noise on. Well, that was a lot of fun. It was really cool to have a third a third member He's of the, the team. Third man. <laughs> He's the third man. Hogan's the third guy. Um, no, but it was really nice to have him, and we were actually going to bring Jeff back on uh, when we do an episode. We're going to do an episode on finishers. How do you finish? Um. <laughs> no, we can do it on finishers, but I don't think that's I a cool name though. How, how do you finish? Um, oh man, no, nah, just because I'm going off the rails. That yeah, day. when we talked about how do you finish? When we talked about finishers, I remember <laughs> ask your mom. <laughs> I remember Jeff looked. Jeff said to me, "He's like, I got to be on for that episode, and that's pretty cool because we're gonna have a professional wrestler in the studio, and he'll tell us what it goes into making a finisher, right? Because there's so many different finishers out there, so many different things you can come up with. But what you really pick, maybe it's a big process, but it would be cool to get in the eyes of a, in the you know, opinion of a real wrestler. Yeah. So check out, uh, that's going to be coming up soon. Not too sure when though, but, uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening to that episode on, on Podbean and Apple podcast as all of our episodes are. Yeah. So, popularity in the WWE right now I kind of feel like the fans are kind of lost and I say that because not in that well I mean also in a physical sense yes because yeah. they can't be there well not just that I just I just feel like the creative is taking a hit when they took Heyman off of Raw and that's really making an impact, I think, on the storytelling right well, now. Well, Raw has been garbage. Yeah. And SmackDown, which had been... SmackDown was great for a while, then bad for a while, and now it's on the uptick again. Just like everything. Everything has ebbs and flows. I just like, wonder if that's really taking people away from watching the product. Because Raw's always had bad viewership for a while now. Everything takes away. Like, and I since, watch yeah. Raw, but I'm on my phone, and I'm just, yeah. like, glancing up and whatever. I pay attention to the things that I want to pay attention to, mm-hmm. like, undivided attention. Um, all the commercials, which I got to you know, listen, it's business. They got to do that. So, whatever. It's commercial. I don't care. When you know where the commercial breaks are coming, which Raw does a really good job because, like, their voice gets higher. It's like, oh, he's thrown on the outside. We'll see what happens. And then right. you know it's coming to a commercial. Right. Anytime, all right, here's a spoiler alert for anybody listening out there. <laughs> Anytime that a wrestler gets thrown outside and the camera's focused on them, they're going to a commercial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, commercials. And it just like huffing and puffing. And yeah. Like a staring. Yeah. <sighs> in a stare, yeah. Like you're never going to get a commercial where the two guys are wrestling in the ring. So I was going to be even one thrown outside. Or you get them when one person gets introduced and then mid introduction for the other I, one. They I do hate I hate that. I hate like they did that the other day with um with uh Apollo. Yes, like they, they introduced did. Apollo and they yes, came back. They did. I I liked, gave him the pyro and everything and came. But back then and they went gave to commercial. They, they did Cedric. I mean they they did Cedric Alexander because he got attacked. But like you skip over Ricochet's. I like Ricochet's music. Oh, I, yes, I like his do. intro. I, know you do. I love his intro. Yeah, I haven't done seen it in a while. I gotta, it looks like I, you need to do it. I gotta, I gotta go back into the main event catalog on the network to watch Ricochet's entrance. Buried catalog. Buried, Buried alive. <laughs> yeah, six feet under God. category. Uh, what else is in there? Cesaro over the past two years. Mustafa Ricochet. Ali. Mustafa Ali. And who he's lost. Getting, who, who's? He's getting pissed. I hope he's, he's not in pissed. retribution because that's stupid. But um, oh shit, we actually haven't seen him in a while either. 
shit. Yeah, but he lost shit. to Shane Thorne on the main event like twice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think I think that's. Mm, I don't know. I hope he's not in. Uh, to me, he doesn't look like he's in retribution because the three guys that were in it. Anyone but him. Yeah. <laughs> the three guys that were in it were a lot bigger than him, and the two, and the two females that were standing in the front during the promo, you can tell they were females. So I don't think it's it's three guys and two girls. So right, so they keep fucking with the size of yeah. Of Don, the group one itself. of them's Dijakovic, definitely. That guy stayed. He's the one apparently that talked to, like on the dubbed audio. And they said that it, it was, was him Mercedes, and Mercedes yeah, Martinez. Yeah. yeah, we read into things so much. We do. <laughs> we have to, and like. We do a fucking podcast. Dude. Yeah, we, we have do. To. We do a podcast. I said at work today, I was like, I gotta fucking go. I got, I gotta go see my wife, and then I gotta come do this fucking podcast. I yeah, like, I got shit to do today. Like, a, we really like if you think about it. Like, we've been doing episodes every week. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's like the, it's like this it's like the uh, when the I'm trying to think who delivers the mail mailmen right yeah rain sleet snow hail you know what I mean. Do, came, oh, and fucking earthquakes. You feel that yesterday? No, I didn't feel it. I was it. sleeping. I was in my third it didn't, dream. It didn't hit Hal. No, it was like... Freehold, it hit up north. Miles. Yeah. But like we... I think we continue to deliver, to deliver on product because I think we're just so excited to, to do this stuff. And can we do one every day? We could. No, my wife would kill it. <laughs> <laughs> we could, but I mean, do we want to? No. Not really. No, it's 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 a lot more fun to review it like from a week at a glance. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and not just do that, like throw in throw in different topics, and it's like you know we don't we don't meet with our with our writers beforehand. <laughs> like we don't have and change the script. <laughs> we like, don't have and announce what we're doing thirty minutes before we do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we've done. We do, we we don't have script reads or we don't have meetings with our producers. We sit in a. Right. We sit in a twelve by seven room and just talk. <laughs> so, I don't even know what the dimensions are. I'm thinking about getting rid of the futon and getting a couch up in here. Oh, um, no, just leave it. You think so? I mean, we're not even sitting on it. It's only there. You bought a futon, a hundred dollars something <laughs> or rather, a futon for fucking wrestling buddies. Well, and you know, to watch the network. But like, I feel like I'd be more comfortable on the couch. I mean, you know, it's your house. Yeah. Whatever. I just about, don't want you to not use it. No, if anybody wants a futon, just you can <laughs> DM us Slide at Sunset Flip Radio. And. Ooh, yeah. Thank and you. Because we both looked at each other. We were like, hey, we got Alex, something new. Alex, talk about what you did the other day. Well, if my phone would work, I would be happy to tell you about <laughs> what I did yesterday. But uh, I can't tell you about what I did there because those are pictures that nobody should see. Hey. <laughs> Oof. Hi, honey. Um, so we got a. Uh, we got an email now, so we're official. Official. <laughs> and now we're gonna just start put, putting out merch, though, which would be actually be kind of cool. We could do merch. It would really be cool. Stickers and t-shirts. And maybe we'll start to do that around the holidays or something. Yeah, we'll get something together. That'd yep. be pretty dope. A little package. So sun fl- sunset flips got a podcast. <laughs> yes, we do. Fuck, I can't talk, man. I'm talking tired, dude. But that's that's because you're really excited to talk about I, your your new Gmail. Address. We got a new Gmail. Yeah. So hit us up on uh, sunset flip podcast at gmail.com let us know topics for next week give us your opinions about the week that was in, in professional wrestling thing that you like things that you like about you wrestling can, you can tell you us hate. anything Jokes, yeah, let us know the weather 
anything. So what your sunset, favorite wrestler is. <laughs> sunset flip podcast at gmail.com. So now we're like official. <laughs> That's so, dope. So now you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean. I was just Facebook. happy that like it wasn't used. Yeah. You know, sometimes you do it, you're like, you gotta be kidding me. Who the hell is right? <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and now on Gmail at sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Pretty soon you're gonna see billboards, you're gonna see stickers on old school on telephone poles and you're gonna see uh just random you're gonna see infomercials on like cable access TV about Sunset Flip. We're gonna Media. be passing out flyers at the old gymnasium <laughs> yeah. at the old armory. We're gonna hang out the Jackson Rose game and we're gonna pass out flyers and we're gonna be <laughs> Is it a Jewish podcast? <laughs> <laughs> to to Moisha and uh 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 what's his name? Yankee and oh man, there's a good Netflix movie that it's like a mini series that me and my wife watched. It was Amish called, Life. No, it wasn't Amish. It was about uh, uh, ortho- oh, okay. it was called Unorthodox. Christine watched that. Dude, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I no, was like, but we're man. gonna we're no, we're, you're gonna see us at various community centers around uh, the Monmouth County area passing I mean, out flyers. Tom and I have been working the retirement home <laughs> assisted living scene yeah. for a while now. Yeah, we uh we're pretty good out there on the on the on the independent scene. Right. We're right? we're huge in Japan. <laughs> um no, I mean honestly, what started off as an idea has blossomed into this flower of of uh good wrestling talk and Boy- just boyhood dreams. The boyhood dream has come true. Um just like how we talked about the boyhood dream has come true. When you think of Shawn Michaels, you think of what belt? When he first started. Well, I know he had the tag team champions. Didn't the Rockers have the tag no. team No. Well, technically, yes, for but oh, it wasn't. That's what we it spoke about, yeah. yes. It, wa- it wasn't, like, known. Right. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't known. It was a secret. Well, you're talking about the IC title. Yes, talking about the, the famous the intercontinental. The famous intercontinental heavyweight championship, and he is known for uh, being a, a pretty popular champion during that time. But overall, that belt, like, um, we wanted to dive in, into some talk about the Intercontinental Heavyweight title because there's so much to dive into, especially how it first started. You had Pat Patterson as the original champion, and he was known as to be a great work um, workhorse in the in the company, and, that, and that's what that belt is. That that belt was once known as a springboard to the World Heavyweight title. In some circumstances, not right away, but eventually. But it's also known as for as the belt for guys that can go the distance. The best workers in the company. Yes. The best, yeah, just the best all-around guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to... Ra- I mean, we, we've talked about this before. And nausea. Macho Man, Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart, um, Tito Santana, Greg the Hammer Valentine. As, as much as I hate to say this... Now, okay. <laughs> The Ultimate Warrior was only the Intercontinental Champion to give him the uh, acclaimed credits to have to be the one to face Hogan, in my opinion. Right. Hogan was going to film a movie. It was a stepping stone and he was a filler to the next chapter. Transitional Champion 101. Is Ultimate Warrior. You see his face in the dictionary. Yeah, because Hogan went to film the movie. Um, Warrior comes in. What, No Holds Barred? That or Suburban Commando. Suburban Something. Commando was later. 
I think. No, it was like 90. Yeah, that was that's what I meant by later, yeah. Yeah. No Holds Barred was earlier. Maybe it was No Holds Barred. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't No Holds Barred. Zeus was, was in that. Yeah. Yeah, that no was That barred. was like 89. 89 was the Zeus. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the, the Warrior was thrown in there by McMahon to be the next baby face. And he took the belt off Honky Tonk Man. Another intercontinental, another intercontinental champion. But as Jeff Noyce said last week, <laughs> he was he was just in countouts and jobber matches and shitty disqualifications. Like that's when the intercontinental belt, in my opinion, kind of lost its flair. No pun intended, because Ric Flair never had it. But um, when well, Honky Tonk later, had it, and yeah. when Ultimate Warrior had it, then after Ultimate Warrior had it, Mister Perfect had it, and. I think what Mr. Perfect did with the belt kind of changed everyone's opinion of that because they haven't seen that wrestling. I mean, Rick Rude had the belt too, but Rick Rude lost it and and then Warrior got it back. So um, I think Mr. Perfect kind of re-changed the mindset of the belt. Absolutely. And brought it into the more of a modern era. Yeah. And And Bret Hart. Well, yeah, that's what I was getting to. Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart. Um, Texas, the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich had it, but again, the only reason why Texas Tornado had it was because he was supposed to be like Warrior 2.0. Correct. Like, Looked I'm, like him and I don't know. Some people think it was him. No. No, no, I'm saying oh, yeah. it's just like it's yeah. folklore. Yeah, the Von Erich family, yeah. He, yeah. I, I mean, don't... even the fucking wrestling buddy I'm looking at right now looks more like Von Erich than it yeah. does the actual <laughs> ultimate player. Like, I don't know what Vince McMahon had for him. But whatever it was, I go pro. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a, he was a walking steroid billboard. You know what I mean? And it sucks because you had a guy, you had guys like Don Morocco, Tito Santana, Macho Man, Ricky Steamboat, before Honky Tonk. Those were the guys that won it before Honky Tonk did. Who are known as to be some of the greatest workers in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. And then you get about the fucking warrior. Come on, man! You like, bastardized it. You did, in a, and, in a short time. Yeah, and then he turns <laughs> it. He turns it pink, yellow, blue, orange, green. You know what I mean? Like all these all different the colors. colors. Yeah, yeah. Just, he's a fucking horrible. Guy. I I can't stand him. And your first podcast was about him. <laughs> I know. I always say that. Um, Can never take it back. I just. I mean, as a person, it's sad what happened to him. You know, yeah, he passed yeah. away. You know, but if we're just talking about wrestling and fans, I just I can't do it. I can't do it. And then when when Perfect Perfect and and um Bret Hart the nineteen ninety one SummerSlam is one of the greatest IC champions it was on championships the other day. Of, yeah of all time. Between like if we look at intercontinental heavyweight title bouts at that time from eighty five to ninety two, everyone says Macho and Steamboat Everyone also says Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect. And that's and Bret Hart and Roddy Piper was a good match at WrestleMania 8. Those are probably kind of the top of the top intercontinental heavyweight belts because you had the Honky Tonk Man and Warrior have it. And those are two guys who really weren't that well in the ring, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the IC belt being a stepping stone to be 
a world heavyweight title belt. We saw that with wasn't entirely true. No, after some a points point, after a certain point, it like got, it got a little funky. Yeah, yeah. like uh, if you look back, Greg the Hammer, Tito, Don Morocco, they were never world heavyweight title champions. Steamboat was, but in WCW, uh, that doesn't count. Obviously, Macho Man was, obviously, uh, Rick Rude wasn't, Honky Tonk wasn't, Warrior was. So only with certain people, yeah. So we're talking about how prestigious it is, but when you start listing them, listing them that way, there's only a few, and you can count them on the first couple fingers that actually it turned into something else for them. Yeah, Macho, Warrior. Since I'm looking at him, um, Brett, Perfect, um, Michaels. Yeah, Macho and Perfect, and Bret Hart. I think carried that belt. The way it should have been uh-huh. at that time. This is before Shawn Michaels. But like those three in particular, I think really gave that belt the title that it deserves. It wasn't just a mid-card belt. It was a belt meant for guys that can work very well. Right. And the stepping stone for Macho Man, which was really good because he had a taste of gold and, you know, he did get his bump from yeah. the fans and everything later on. I, and- I think I think. Macho Man and Bret Hart were the epitome of what that one championship can do to elevate you. I think those two Absolutely. guys, because of what when they did win, how they got elevated so much, those guys you can actually tell, like, holy shit, there's more. They got more to do. Yeah, plus this with, isn't the yeah, end for them. Plus with Bret Hart, he... He started off obviously as tag team champion with, oh, with yeah. Jim the Anvil. Yeah, so he had more like history there. He's the only one. I think he's the first triple crown champion to be a tag intercontinental world heavyweight. Mm. Shawn Michaels technically, well, he won the title after Brett, mm-hmm. so he did. Look at Hogan. Hogan was always a champion. Sergeant Slaughter never won IC or tag team belt. Warrior never won tag titles. Mm-hmm. Undertaker. Has Undertaker ever been the IC champion? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, he's been tag team, world, and WWE champion. Yeah. But, like, after, like, now, like now, now here's the time where you insert Bret Hart as the world champion. Now we have a whole new crop of IC champions, right? Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Ahmed Johnson, Jeff Jarrett, Goldust. Right, those, I think and Marty Jannetty won it. Um, so yeah, just like he killed that guy, right? <laughs> just like he allegedly, now, allegedly, now allegedly he said, <laughs> allegedly. allegedly he came out and said that that was a storyline for a wrestling okay. story. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah, okay. Um, but no, I mean, the, I mean the the IC title. I think I just broke my microphone. No, it's good. Dumbass. Yeah, no, but the the IC title kind of lost a flair but what happened was the infamous match at Wrestlemania 10 to bring it back with with uh, Razor and and Shawn Michaels like everyone says what's the best ladder match of all time they start with that one yeah, yeah. you would say what uh, we just said it yeah I mean, you that, think I can't really ladder match a Jace just ladder matches right because that, a lot of people it. so yeah. when you think about a ladder match a ladder match is now not just between two people. It started between two people. Every time you think of a ladder match now, it's always like 
three, four. Uh, or you think of TLC 16. matches. Right. So The Hardys in them. You have to go back to what was like the first. And I mean, it wasn't the first, but, you know. It was the first. The and first I think and the first in WWE history that had significant meeting. Correct. Right. It was Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10. It, it was only it those two guys just beat, you know, beating the brakes off of each other going for that championship. And it was. I think they only had one match. ladder also, if you noticed. <laughs> right. As opposed to like 12 different yeah. size ladders. Why is there 47 ladders in a match for two guys? Why like, is there a huge scaffolding one? Yeah. And then that we've seen a midget one recently. Like for Hornswoggle size. Which was pretty funny. Yeah. That was actually pretty funny. It was. Now, like, I mean, on the ladder matches now, like you said, there's more people, I think, <laughs> to give more of the awe factor. Hornswoggle. No, there is. Oh <laughs> there is. But but to carry the glory and the prestige of a, such a very underrated belt, like there were so many times in the IC belt, took the... I mean, obviously, it took the back seat to the world heavyweight, but at times, I mean, with the with the world heavyweight champion, like Hogan's matches were not not even one sixteenth of being as good as Mister Perfect or Bret Hart. It was just a figure that had the belt, mm-hmm. and that's a shame because you have guys like Rick Rude, larger than the championship itself. You have guys like Rick Rude, Ted DiBiase, Mister Perfect. Who could have been great champions? Yeah, Ted DiBiase. Was but the fact that what's selling the most, mm-hmm. Hulkamania, what's selling the tickets, what's selling the fucking wrestling buddies and the Hasbro figures, Hulk Hogan. So you, it was a shame that these guys never tasted World Heavyweight t- Championship spotlight, but the fact that they did have IC Gold and, and Tag Team, respectively, for... Ted DiBiase, really, it it did mean something, but it's I mean, crazy how like one guy, yeah, kept held back so many other people. It's true, and people and who he had a shitty ego company, too. I think too, you know, like what's up? People who weren't even in WWF, I think, were held back by Hulk Hogan. I think. Absolutely, I think because of the larger than like presence and everything that came with that. Fuck him. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, like. Yeah, I was a Hulkamaniac as a kid, but, like, if you look back at everything now, and, like, we've done our research growing up watching wrestling and reading on Wikipedia and stuff. I mean, on Wikipedia is true, but hearing stories and interviews <laughs> and everything about <laughs> about professional wrestling. Where do you re- get your news in National Enquirer? <laughs> National Enquirer. You really just see what, what Hulk Hogan did. Like, that was just so negative for other people's careers. But, I mean... It's sad that we bring him into the topic of the Intercontinental Heavyweight Belt because there's so many champions that carry that belt that could have gone the distance and that could have carried the matches that just never had the chance to. Yeah. And, like, they would face Hogan. They would face War. Like, okay, Mr. Perfect and Hogan had a couple matches on Saturday night's main event where he lost due to countout or Hogan beat him. And then Rick Rude faced Ultimate Warrior for the World Heavyweight title uh, belt in a steel cage one time at SummerSlam and a couple other times, and he never beat him. So, like... Even the warrior, he was just a face that kids love. That's why you're champion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the prestige of the IC belt going into the Attitude Era was carried by your boy, my boy, more your boy. The Rock and Triple H had phenomenal matches. Owen Hart, Stone Cold had it when Stone Cold and Owen Hart had a great grudge and Owen Hart broke his neck. But, like, to me... I think what happened was with that belt going into the attitude area era, 
it kind of lost the flame a little bit. For sure. Like, it's you really have to kind of rack your brain for some, like, great programs with it. Yeah. At that time. Stone Cold. I mean, The Rock and... I mean, China was a champion. Right? Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. That was great. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Rock and Triple H, they had an infamous ladder match. Yeah. At SummerSlam 98. And that was for the IC belt. And I think after that program was over and you saw those guys go their separate ways, again, a springboard to be... They the, went their separate ways, but they both went to the top. Yeah, again, a springboard. Like all the names I just mentioned, Stone Cold, obviously a champion. The Rock, obviously a champion. Triple H, obviously a champion. Owen Hart, should have been. Um, but like China, I mean, if she won, that would have been great. But I mean, you know, her winning a belt, any belt was special because you never saw a woman do that. No. And that was awesome. Do but you like, think there was a, I'm sorry, cut you off. Do you think there was a possibility ever at that time in the attitude era with the way things were going that China could have won the heavyweight championship for at least a night and then uh, given it back on the next show? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on the program. If it was on Stone Cold, no. Rock, no. Triple H, maybe. Yeah, that, maybe. that's where I was That's maybe. where I was going with that, yeah. But I think what happened was the WWE was so invested in those three guys at the time, like, which kind of brings me up to the point of when you're so invested in the characters, which they had to be in the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just that. It was like other other moments that kind of took away from the prestige of not just that belt, but other belts also. Everyone but the heavyweight championship. Yeah. Really? Like, I mean, the tag teams. I mean, there was so much back and forth, man. In there the was Attitude so, Era. Yeah. The attention spans of people were just on the uptick so people are like oh oh they were i can't just name like dogs man oh my god yeah. no you right you're very good at going from a to 85 Z. to 93 right I can you tell do you it all the champion. time you do it as you tie your fucking shoes your it's, big ass shoes yeah it's it's because fucking clown shoes <laughs> it's because the title reigns are so much longer because yeah. there wasn't programming to keep yes. the, to, to yes. keep the viewer interested to the next yeah and there wasn't any yeah. competition like there wasn't WCW to give you an upper hand in that category yeah so like the reason why I say it got lost is because when you're doing stuff like beer trucks and milk trucks and giving birth to a hand it and, wasn't about and, it wasn't lighting really things about on the fire. Belt. It wasn't a belt. It was more about Belts. the entertainment. It was about the entertainment. And that's a shame because yeah. that belt, the IC belt, I think, and still to this day is the greatest belt of all time because of the, the lineage and the history that it had. I don't think we started getting back to like the normalization of, of the meaning of the belts until 0102. When things yeah. really started to change, you had SmackDown becoming almost the A show. Mm-hmm. Um, around yeah. Eddie and Eddie and uh, Benoit, yeah, I think those, around that time, like, really like, started to like you just said. Those two guys are phenomenal IC champions. Eddie Benoit Edge, Edge uh, was a great champion. Jericho was like a nine-time oh, IC champion. Like that, like the the IC belt was big from titles in general. Eighty-eight just, yeah. to ninety-two. I'm sorry, eighty-eight yeah. to ninety-five. 96 and then it took a backseat to like 96 to 2001. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I just think I mean you knew who your champions were yeah. because they carried the company 
they hard they carried the company they were on everything um promotional this uh, socks whatever fuck it was they were yeah. on it tv guides i had yeah. all four of the yeah. series whatever but th- like yeah i think that's a perfect time period of where it just didn't really matter and go figure that coincides with all the wcw um trying to beat them in the ratings the whole um monday night wars thing yeah invasion angles right, wars whatever you want to call them put put the emphasis on to programming and entertainment as opposed to the actual belts which brought meaning to the feuds and to everything else that yeah. went on that's right i mean so that's why the intercontinental championship and other championships got lost in the sauce some of the feuds in icy history like rock and i mean i'm sorry Razor and Sean, Brett and Mr. Perfect. It was just like even Steamboat and Macho Man. These 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 feuds and like Benoit and Eddie and Jericho and Kurt Angle. Like all these feuds, months of storytelling all all over this belt. And then you see, it really got lost after the after uh, Guerrero and them had it because at one point it was like Drew McIntyre had it like. There, there was a time period after early, early 2010s, like somewhere there, you know, after like after ruthless aggression. Yeah, there you go. That's a better way. Yeah, I'm trying to think who had the belt. I mean, you had a bunch of guys have it. Ray Mysterio, John Morrison, um, Drew McIntyre. Who else? Clean shaven. Yeah, Drew much smaller too. Yeah. I, I just hope he wasn't saucing anything. I don't think he is because that guy's got like zero body fat now. The dude's built like a brick shit house, man. Holy crap. He is. I just I just wish the IC belt. I wish they bring the old school back. I just wish that. And and now they're 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 doing I So will, yeah, all right. So let's bring it to let's bring it home. Let's bring it to today. Like I, I kind of feel like we're losing it. I, I, I feel that it's Sami Zayn coming back is cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like it just doesn't matter right now because of all the tight other titles. There's a lot of that belts. you have and like just unificate, just unify. They're going to make things. a raw underground champion too. You know that, right? <laughs> Kill they're they're going to make that chant. They have to. You can't have that programming be on every week and not have no meaning. Daba Kato, right? Is that Baba, Baba ba- Ganoush, whatever his name ba- is. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> what is whatever his name is. Oh man. That's that crazy. see the raw underground and not to get off topic. That's just, that's just. A way to utilize some of your talent, but in such a bad way. Baba Ganoush. Just such a bad way. Why do you have Aleister Black and and Kevin Owens wrestling in a sh- basically a str- no-holds-barred match when they could be wrestling in the ring, which would be ten times better storytelling? I'd rather see, I'd rather see Black and Owens fight than an eight-man tag with the Viking Raiders and Ricochet and Apollo Crews. And now, like, what? What's gonna? Uh, see, I can't, I can't, I can't venture up the topic. Oh God! Now, like, it is nice to have, um, Sami Zayn back now with Matt Hardy, yeah, Jeff Hardy, Jeff, sorry. Like that. yeah, Jeff, and now AJ Styles. Now, so what does that mean now? You know, that means a triple threat. That's fine. That's a good. That's a good match. It's gonna be a triple threat for the. To unify the two intercontinental heavyweight belts at Clash Champions Gold Rush. So, <laughs> Clash Champions Gold Rush. <laughs> that's what it's called. There's always a tagline. There's always a tagline. Horror show that's extreme. So, rules. Gold Rush. Um, is that going to mean anything? No. No. 
a rush of gold. I mean, how many? Well, they're all championships are all on. So that yeah. one just makes no sense. The three you'll never tags. see it coming. Actually, was probably the one that makes the most sense. Yes, I never seen that coming. Yeah, how many championships are there? There's two heavyweight titles. There's three tag team belt. That's five. The mid carters six seven, twenty four seven champions eight. The women's nine ten. Ten belts. Mm. Ten matches. That doesn't even include NXT. Wow. That'd be 13 if they did. So that's going to be a 10 match card, right? And it's probably going to be a nine match card because they're going to unify the tag team belts, I think, at Clash of Champions. Wow. And if that's the case, then the Street Profits are going to go over on Cesaro and Nakamura, which sucks, but it's just a business. Yeah. So, but. Come on. You don't think they're going to sell all those red Solo Cup championships? I like belts? that. I, I do too. I, I, like I think the, it's so cool. The shooting of the cups. I, think I like it's the cool. little shot glass cups that yeah. come out. They're like, pew. <laughs> that's really cool. I want to party with those guys. I just, want, I just want to hang out with Bianca Belair. I mean, uh, she's whoosh, 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 she's nice. Where's she been? I don't know. That doesn't make sense either. And like I'm, I you know Sorry we're all over the place. We yeah. just like we're we're just the, we're, we're, this we're show's all, got no format, so it, it, it's perfect. It, it, this this show never had a format. No, I don't never, think, and never will, and never will. Damn it, Sons of Flip Radio. No formats, no rules, just right. Um. <laughs> That was an Outback joke. I wanted to see if you got that. <laughs> Outback Steakhouse. That's they're really good. Yeah, Outback. I love the Bloomin' Onion. Oh well, who doesn't like the Bloomin' Onion? Yeah, I like the Bloomin' Brown. You know what we should do? We should give a we should we should do like a giveaway for any lucky listener. We're gonna give a gift card. <laughs> who are we gonna give it to ourselves? Our wives? That's fucking cheating. No, like you you know the the grand prize will be hanging out with us during an episode. I'm not giving anything to Jay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I found out my secret admirer was my friend Jay Tullock. Thank you, Jay. I love you, buddy. Uh, for the Million Dollar Man. I should have known. Fungo Pop. should have known. Yeah. You know, because I, I was at his house, and I was like, I got this this crazy packet. And he's like, ooh, he's like, tell really? me more. He's like, tell me more. Yeah. 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 I was like, and he starts smirking. I'm like, dude, was it from you? He's like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. You suck. No, because he sent me a picture of that one, because he was at a... He went to a birthday party for one of their friend's kids, and um, he saw the Million Dollar Man Funko Pop, and he's like, oh, do you have this one? I'm like, no, I don't. Uh, so, and I told him, I was like, I, I didn't tell him I have a different Million Dollar Man, which I do, so now you see I have two Million Dollar Mans, and... Oh, they're different? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, the one of them has the money, the other one's holding the belt on his shoulder. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even like realize it. I just thought they were the same. That's gonna become the Funko shelf soon because I think I'm gonna get more. I told you I got that Macho Man one, man. Yeah, not it's not coming out of the package. I'm sorry, it's gonna stay in there. That's fine. Uh, I took the other ones out just to let them breathe, and uh, so IRS can do my taxes. Yeah, <laughs> and Undertaker can look over everybody, and Vince McMahon can call the action. Vince McMahon is, is so pale. He he's very he's pale. Green almost. <laughs> great it's awesome no but i mean we'll we'll see what happens with all these title belts and hopefully the ic belt will be displayed in more of an appreciation factor that it, <clears throat> that it once was because it's not there right now well i mean there's nothing and you know we can go back to something that's lost and maybe we can touch on on this in coming episodes lineage yes. doesn't matter anymore 
there's so it, everything's been bastardized or broken down. It's I mean, all entertainment and storylines, obviously. But correct. That's correct. what you need, but and at the I, same time, I you can still it. throw lineage in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Because where can you can you trace any of these back other than? Can you trace the WWE Championship back? To what? Is it still the same? I. What do you mean? The World Heavyweight Championship. You know what I mean? Like, like who had it? Is it? Oh, did are, it? Are we still in that same line of meaning? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, from the Golden Era till now, when the I mean the Golden Era, there was only three belts. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Technically, yes, because there was only I'm three championships. Thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about things. There was only three championships much. in the Golden Era. Now there's ten. And that's just on one show. And NXT and NXT UK, that's another three each. Or f- five each. No, three. Three. Yeah, three on each. Yep. So, well, there's four titles in NXT now. So it's actually... North American s- Championship. 17, right? There's 18. There's five on NXT. World Heavyweight, Cruiserweight, North oh, American, Tag, and Women. Yeah. <clears throat> Then you have three on NXT UK. So there's 18 championship belts in WWE. 18 champions. That's a lot of belts. That, yeah. That's a lot of money that you're making off these belts too. I know. As we look at the two that we bought. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really like the new. I really like the United States belt. Will I buy it? No. That is pretty cool. I wish they just put out a little bit of some blue in there though. Yeah. At the top where the stars are. Yeah. That would be cool. So. The IC belt, will ever come back to its glory? One day, yes, but for right now, no. I mean, it's in the it, it's going in the right direction. Let's, yeah, let's leave on a high note. It's here. going. We'll leave it on a high note. It, no. it is going in the right direction. Yeah. So we we appreciate you listening to this episode. We kind of dived into a lot about Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, why it works, some banter, some random stuff. So what did you get out of this episode, <laughs> Batman? <laughs> you, you, Batman. Yeah, you realize that Michael Keaton was the best Batman. <laughs> You realize that we're gonna give a we're gonna give a getaway or giveaway to one lucky listener for some random gift and some wrestling talk. Can I cheat and put my name in that so I can win it back? I need yeah. the gas card. Yeah. <laughs> so you can always check us out on on Podbean and Apple Podcasts. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Email us. Email now. us. Yeah. <laughs> At sunset. Sun- go ahead. Flip. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is Sun- your thing. Oh, oh, thank. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> thank you. Sunset flip podcast. Yes. At, at gmail. gmail.com. Dot Sorry, com. I, I was I was trying to itch my uh, <laughs> collarbone. It actually kind of hurt a little bit. So we're gonna bad. we're gonna be coming back to you live next week. Check out for the new episode, and also check out for when we were gonna get the details about. An episode about the greatest finishers of all time where we'll be joined once again by the infamous Jeff Noyce from Noyce Toys. Special guest coming back for the second time, uh, Jeff Noyce. Check out Jeff's... A two-time podcast champion. Two-time podcast champion. Check out Jeff's... Soon to be. be, YouTube channel, Noyce Toys. I know he just released an awesome second episode. And check him out on Facebook and Instagram. So again, this is Thomas Lisi, the most handsome man in the Alex... Drayton. Yeah. And this is Sunset Flip Radio. Peace, love, and wrestling. Take care. Enjoy the week, everybody. Later.